Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. In order to be successful in any area of life, in any discipline in life, you have to work out what is your winning formula, your specific winning formula. Welcome to the Level Up Podcast with me, George Swift. The Level Up Podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development and the business growth that you, the ambitious business owner, desires. I'm here to give you the inspiration, the motivation, but above all else, as always, to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and never miss an episode. So how do you go about uncovering, finding, discovering your own secret winning formula? Well, first of all, you need to be paying attention. You need to be monitoring what you're doing. You need to be looking for feedback, analyzing that feedback, working out what is working, working out what isn't working, and then you need to hone, and then you need to apply, and then you need to learn and take the data, and then you're going to change things, adapt things, and then you're going to reapply until you start to consistently get that success that you want to have. Once you feel you're on track to create the success that you want, then you want to smash the hell out of that winning formula, smash the hell out of that strategy. And that can often be the hardest part of what we're talking about today. It can be really hard to not meddle, to not tinker, to not fiddle with things, to adapt things, change things. It can become a little bit boring, a little bit monotonous. Just keep on slogging it out, doing what you've been doing. But that's exactly what you've got to do once you hit on that winning formula. So number one, it is really hard, by the way, to really hone down a winning formula first and foremost in anything, let alone as an overall strategy for overall business success. It's hard enough finding out a winning formula for one piece of marketing or for your sales approach or for your closing, for delivering your products or your services. To find the winning formula or the winning formulas that create an overall successful business, that is challenging in itself. But if you're someone that struggles to be consistent, you struggle to persist, you struggle to do the same thing over and over again, it can be actually harder to implement and execute once you've found that winning formula than it is to find the winning formula in the first place. So first of all, have a look at your own business right now. And if you're new to business or you haven't yet set up your business or you can't really see any winning formulas in your business right now, look at other areas of your life. It could be your sporting achievements. It could be anything that you do well, anything that you succeed at. And look for the ingredients that make up that success. And these ingredients will come in the form of different things. For example, it will be what you do. And there'll be certain tactics or strategies that you apply, certain actions that you take that create that result. Those are, to some degree, the easier ingredients to find for your winning formula. What is it that you're doing that you are getting a result from? What is it that you're doing consistently that you can get predictable success from? Then you want to start looking at other ingredients. Actions and behaviors typically are the result of certain mindsets, how we feel. So then you want to start working out, okay, so what is it that I'm feeling around those things where I have 
this success formula? What is it that I think when I'm going into that? So let's say, for example, sport. If you were a great sportsman and you wanted to take some of the lessons from your sporting achievements into your business, but you haven't yet worked out what your winning formula is yet in business, you want to first understand what are the ingredients that make up a winning formula. So look at your sport because you've got something there to look at. You've got something there to lean on to show you what is maybe missing in the business side of your life. This doesn't mean that it's directly translatable. It's not saying, well, you know, I get up early in the morning and I kick a ball a thousand times. Well, you know, that's not directly applicable, but actually it's indirectly applicable. And you can start looking at what is it that's working for me in this area of my life and maybe how could I apply some of that to this other area of my life? For example, sales. If you're a great goal scorer, well, what makes you a great goal scorer? Is it because you were born scoring goals and that's it? You're just great? Or was there certain mechanisms around your training regimes? Was it a certain discipline around the practice around football or striking the ball, scoring goals? Then start looking at your mindset. What's the mindset behind your football? What's the mindset as you go into a game? What's your mindset as you go to take that penalty shot? How do you feel as you enter a game? How do you feel when you're taking that penalty shot? And you'll start to see that actually your success in football is not chance, it's not luck. And whilst you might have been graced with some God-given talent, the only reason you're really good at it is because you did something with that basic talent. And there's a formula there. And it might not be a formula that you've ever really sought out. It might not be a formula that you ever realized that you took on. There might not be a formula that you've ever been taught. But when you look at something that you're really good at, where you are successful, you'll realize there are these ingredients that come together to create this winning formula that creates this successful result. And it's exactly the same in all areas of life. It's just you might not yet have found your winning formula in business, your winning formula in sales, your winning formula in marketing or any particular given marketing campaign. Or if you do webinars or if you run events on social media or you do lives, you might not yet have cracked the winning formula that gives you the predictable results that maybe you are getting in football. So think of an area of your life that you are successful in. It might be a big area like football. It might be very specifically one aspect of football where you succeed at. Like you're really good at corners, really good at penalties. You're really good at X, Y, Z. Maybe it's uh, the gym. Maybe it's running. Maybe it's swimming. Maybe it's cycling. Maybe it's being a mum or being a dad or being a husband or being a wife. Maybe you're brilliant at one aspect of business. Maybe you're great at delivery. You're great when you're in front of a client face-to-face delivering your product and your service. But maybe you're not great on the phone or you're not great coming across on video. Look at what you do well. Look at what you already succeed at. There'll be a winning formula that sits behind that. Some of that winning formula is going to be transferable to other areas of your life where you have yet to find your winning formula. However, you're not going to be able to directly translate everything or maybe not even any one particular element. It will need adapting. What you'll ask yourself is, what's the sales equivalent of my goal scoring? What's my marketing equivalent of my sales success? What's the success that I'm looking for in my health 
that I find in being a parent. It's rare to find someone that is failing at everything. I remember really clearly a number of years ago, I had two one-to-one clients almost back-to-back. They were on the same day, and one of them used to be an international sports person. The other person was a stockbroker. And I remember the stockbroker working on their health. He wasn't particularly healthy. He didn't have great health. He wasn't happy with his body, and he wasn't happy with his fitness. And I remember him clearly saying to me, he says, you know what, George, making money is so easy. But you know what? God, losing weight seems so impossible. And then this other guy, you know, a couple of hours later, I remember him saying to me, he said, oh, you know what, George, it's easy. You know, fitness and the physical body and that, that's easy, right? Just do X, Y, Z. But oh my God, making money is so hard. I can't. And then you realize it's just they both had their own winning formulas They both just wanted each other's winning formulas in the area of their life where they hadn't yet sussed it out. The guy making money, he had a mindset. He felt about money in certain ways. He had an approach to making money. He had actions that he would take, behaviors that he would exhibit, and he made money. He had no limitation in his mindset. He had no blocks, no barriers. Yes, he had some tactics that he'd learned and picked up along the way, but fundamentally, there was nothing really getting in the way of him making money, and therefore, that's a done deal, George. Don't worry about that. Money takes care of itself, but it doesn't. He just had some very good winning formulas around making money, but he had not found any winning formulas around his weight, around his health. The other guy, all day long, grew up in sport, was a great athlete. This guy had ruptured his Achilles heel. He was on about a nine-month rehabilitation plan. And I remember saying, God, that must be really difficult. Must be really hard for you, you know, for someone that was so physical and played sport all the time and that. And he said, no, it's easy, George. You know, I've got my exercises. I've got my routines. I just have to follow those and we'll rebuild that and I'll be back out there before you know it. No problem at all. No barriers, no blocks, no nothing. Hadn't put weight on, was still lean, still ripped. He was an athlete through and through. He didn't even realize that he had winning formulas around his athleticism, but he did. But he hadn't cracked any winning formulas around making money. He had blocks, he had barriers around it, his thought processes, the way he felt around money, all these things were not aligned with creating financial success. Now, both these clients eventually worked out their winning formulas and we got them the success that they wanted in the other side of their lives. However, It wasn't as easy as saying, well, look, here's the secret formula that person A has for making money. Just apply that and it will work for you, person B. That doesn't work any more than saying, well, look, here's the winning formula for weight loss and health and training and physicality that person B is implementing. Just apply that, person A, and you'll have the same result. It doesn't work like that. However, there are certain common themes that they both had that they could apply from one area of their life to the other area of their life. And there were certainly certain aspects of what one person was doing in their winning formula that the other person could take on and apply and create a winning form of their own. But the truth is, you can't just say, well, this is what person's A doing, go and do that. This is what person B is doing, just go and do that. It doesn't work. That's why whenever I do anything, whether it's a workshop, my success groups, even in sessions like this that we run an episode of this podcast, everything I do, you know, I try and steer away from blueprints and think of it more as like a template so blueprint says right do a then do b then do c then do d and then you'll get result z right 
A blueprint is something that actually only works when it's very specifically the blueprint that works very specifically with that very specific person in the context of what it is that they're doing. And therefore, actually, rarely do blueprints ever work, although you'll see many people like myself flogging you and selling you this concept of a blueprint, this winning formula blueprint, how to make money online, how to make money on this. Well, there's certain things where maybe you can apply an ABC approach to. More often than not, actually, what you do, you need to find your version of that ABC. So think of it more as a template. So a blueprint would be this episode telling you, If you want to create success, then do A, do B, do C, do E, do whatever. However, what I'm saying to you is the template is what you need is you need to find the secret ingredients that are unique to you, but there'll be some ingredients that you already are using in other areas of your life that you can cross over with, and there'll be ingredients that other people are applying that you can apply and get a result. But you need to fundamentally find your own secret recipe which is formed out of how you think about this area of life that you want to create success in, how you feel around this area of life that you want to create success in, and fundamentally, what are your behaviors, what are your actions, what is it you're doing in that area of life in order to create success. And then, of course, you need plans and you need routines and then you need to create habits and then you need to, need to, need to. And it all comes together to create this incredible recipe of success. And just because a recipe works for one person in sales doesn't mean it's going to work for another person in sales. What you do is you look at the winning formula, maybe, that creates sales, which is you want to know who it is you're speaking to. Then you need to have some form of a script. I'm not a fan of scripts per se, but you need to have a patter. You know, you have a way of introducing yourself, a way of uncovering the prospect's needs, a way of describing what you're doing, a way of selling what you're doing. So you need that in place. Then you need to have follow-up. You need to have systems and processes that make sure that you don't let potential sales slip through the net. You then want to make sure that if a sale doesn't come off now, that there's a process or formula for making sure that you stay in touch with that person because they might become someone who wants to buy from you in the future. And if someone does buy from you, you then need to have the follow-up that engages them, the onboarding process that makes them a client. Once they're a client of yours, you then need another formula, another winning formula, winning strategy, another set of ingredients that mean that that client has a great experience with you, that you deliver amazing service or you give amazing products to this person, you get the result from them. Then maybe you need a winning formula for getting that person to... Uh, refer other people to you to become a case study or a testimonial for you. If you have upsell products or cross-sell products, there'll be a formula there for getting someone when they're coming on product A, we move them to product B or we upgrade them to product C. So you'll realize that there's all these formulas, all these you know the ingredients that go into these formulas that create the overall success of your business as a whole. And you can borrow some ingredients from other areas of your life, and you can potentially borrow some ingredients from other people, but fundamentally, the recipe has to be your own. And that's really what I'm getting at here. The recipe needs to be your own. So if you want to make a chocolate cake, there's certain things that we all agree upon. It needs to be sweet. It needs to be chocolatey. But then there's going to be some different approaches. Some people are going to make an amazing chocolate cake by putting big chunks of chocolate in there. Some people are going to make more of an oozing kind of chocolate center. Some people might want more about the the icing. needs to be chocolatey. Some people might stick chocolate on the outside of the cake. Some people might like their chocolate to be white or milk or to be dark, to be raspberry flavored. 
to be minty, to be orangey. Does this make sense? And because of that, you could have 20 chocolate cakes that are all successful chocolate cakes. They all have their winning formulas. They all share certain ingredients with each other, but fundamentally how those ingredients come together and a few secret formulas make that cake unique to that particular chef. And that's what we're looking at when we're talking about winning formula. I can give you a template, and I do throughout many of these episodes on this podcast. And when you come to Success Groups, my members, I give them templates and formulas for them to apply, but they need to then make those formulas. They need to make that education, make that information their own. And therefore, very little that I do is actually prescriptive. Most of it is educational. You need to think about what your follow-up is. Look at your unique business. Look at your client. Look at who they are. How do you create a follow-up plan with them? I'll talk about that in, in bigger terms, loose terms, global terms, and then I'll help them to work out what their follow-up plan needs to be for them. Exactly the same as if I was a personal trainer and you came to me wanting to lose weight. Why would I go to a template and say, well, here you go, lift this much weight, follow this routine, eat this diet, and then you're going to get the same result? Well, clearly, if you're five foot six and naturally slim and slender, and someone else is six foot three and naturally chunkier, you can follow the same training regime. You're going to end up with very different looking bodies, right? You'll have a version of the same with the other person. For example, you'll both get stronger, you'll both get fitter. But if you're five foot six and what you want to do is you want to have a more athletic build, then you're going to have to apply a unique approach to create the result that you want compared to someone that's six foot two. Add to that the difference between someone that's younger and older, someone that's got injuries, someone that's got natural intolerances to certain foods. So you can't just give them the same eating regime, the same nutritional support. On top of that, you've got people's preferences whether they're vegan, vegetarian, whether they like fish, don't like fish. So clearly there's a there's a formula in there to be had, but the individual recipe needs to be honed for the specific person it needs to work for. And of course, even if I have a winning formula that has worked in the past for someone that's five for six that wants a more athletic build, doesn't mean that it's going to automatically work for you just because you present as someone very similar to that other person. So we look at what worked for us in other areas of our life. We look at what works for other people. If we're lucky, someone like myself might come along and give us a template. So some boxes to fill in. So, right, we need some stuff in here. We need some stuff in here. And we need to think about this and what's missing, what's in the gap. What can we apply from this? Then, of course, we need to apply it. Then we monitor that result, exactly what I said right from the get-go. We gain the awareness, we get the data, we look at what's working, what isn't working, and then we adapt. We apply it again, we then monitor those results, we make any other changes, and we're constantly trying to improve the end result. And then we hit it. We hit upon that winning formula. We do it once and it works. Doesn't mean it's a winning formula. We do it twice, it works. Okay, I'm paying attention. Three times, okay, I'm really getting excited right now. Five times, okay, we might have a winning formula here. It works after 10 times, brilliant. This is now predictable. If I put X in, I get Y back. Y is what I want. It's working, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. You can continue to enhance what you're doing. It's like... You've worked out the recipe for a chocolate cake that you love. I'm not saying you should never 
try and make the chocolate cake a little bit better. What I'm saying is be careful not to meddle and tinker too much with it because once you've got a recipe that is working well, you don't necessarily want to fuck with that. Now, it doesn't mean that you might not do some experimentation just to see. Just to see if a bit more orange or a little bit less orange, does that make it better or does it make it worse? But you might not want to go and test that live out there with your customers if you're a cake shop because then suddenly people coming in because they like your orange chocolate cake, you start messing with the recipe and then suddenly they switch off. We see this over and over again. Coca-Cola, they changed their recipe slightly, bam. Like literally there was this massive revolt pushing back against Coke and then Coke went back and they bought out their original recipe back, etc., etc. We've done it so many times in this world where we the people don't like the changes that the suppliers of what we consume make. They're trying to enhance it, they're trying to make it better. They're trying to make you know, the coffee taste better if they're a coffee shop. But what they do, they change their beans. And who knows, maybe even is slightly better coffee, but I don't like it because it's not the coffee I've come to expect. And you might decide as a coffee shop that it's the right thing to do and you're going to lose a certain amount of custom because you've changed your recipe, but it's the right thing to do because you want to get twice as many customers and the new coffee is going to get you twice as many customers in the long run. So it might be a strategical thing to do, right? This is better coffee. This is new coffee. This is the coffee I want to get known for. I agree that I'm going to lose some customers, even though the coffee is better because they like the old coffee that's inferior, but it's the right thing to do. It's a strategical decision. You're not fiddling. You're not meddling. You're not tinkering. You can imagine if you come in and just change your coffee, you know, every day you go into a coffee shop and sometimes it's milkier and sometimes it's sweeter. Sometimes it's richer. Sometimes it's sharper. You don't know what you're going to get. And there's a certain person that might like that, but there's a reason that Starbucks is so successful worldwide. And there's a reason that Costa's is so successful and McDonald's is so successful and why Pizza Hut is so successful, etc., etc., etc. Because we go in and we know what we're going to get. It's predictable. We like predictable. It's taken them a long time to work out the perfect recipe for that coffee, that burger, that milkshake, that wet pizza, whatever it might be. And that's what we want to buy. That's what we want to consume. And therefore, if they start fiddling and meddling with the recipe, we go off very, very quickly. And you can lose clients that way. That's not to say, of course, I'm sure they are looking at how they can improve things all the time. So this is about experimenting, but not tinkering and meddling. So you might go out to the marketplace and you might try a different sales approach just for a little bit, just to see if it's better than the one you've got. What you wouldn't want to do is implement a new sales strategy when the old sales strategy is working brilliantly, swap it out and bring in a new sales strategy. It'd be crazy. But I see so many business owners doing that. And a lot of it's driven because number one, they don't realize they've got a winning formula in the first place. So they're constantly tinkering and meddling. And secondly, they get a little bit bored. And they want to change things up, make things a bit more exciting. So I want you to think for a moment, like a Costa's, like a Starbucks, like a McDonald's. You might not want to run any of those businesses and you might not even particularly align your values with any of those businesses, but we can learn some of the ingredients that those businesses put into their businesses, not their products, that we could learn from as well. And that is how do we create the best possible outcome over and over again. How do we repeat it over and over again? And if I get someone else to make a pizza, how do I get them to create a pizza as good as what I was making? 
And if I get someone else in to pour a coffee, if I go and buy a coffee in Rome, London, Madrid, Barcelona, if I go to New York and buy, how do I get the consistency in my product that my customers expect? That consistency is beneficial in two ways. Number one, my clients get exactly what they're expecting to get. Number two, I can rinse and repeat. I can lean in, I can double down. If I've got one marketing channel working, I can then put more energy into that marketing channel to get more results out. If I know that one particular advert that I put out is working above and beyond all the other adverts, I get to double down on the advert that's working. In fact, in marketing, that's what you do. You split test. You run four campaigns. And rather than trying to get all four campaigns necessarily up and running and working, what you do is you might have four campaigns and what you're looking for is which is the campaign that's going to deliver, which one's going to work. Or you have four adverts or five adverts or just two adverts. Which one is working? Does the red one outperform the blue one? Does the one that's in this position in the magazine, top left, does that outperform the one that's in bottom right? They're not tinkering, they're not meddling. What they're doing is they're experimenting to find the winning formula. Once they've worked it out that the ideal placement of an advert is the top left-hand side of the second half of the magazine, and it works better in blue with this particular copy and this headline and this image, and this person in the image outperforms this other person that we've been using. Now you've got your winning formula, you go all in on it. Does it mean it's going to work always? Well, no, it works for now. And guess what? It might run its course in a month or two months or three months, or maybe it'll run its course in a year or three years. There's certain products out there where they haven't changed their winning formula for decades because it works. There's other businesses where they've kept certain aspects of their winning formula, but they've had to adapt and evolve other ingredients within that overall winning formula. Rolls-Royce has not changed its winning formula of making the best possible cars it can and this whole prestige that comes with owning a Rolls-Royce. That's their winning formula. And they've diversified here and there. And you know what? Often it doesn't work. There's other business brands out there that they look at what they're doing and they say they're a high-end product And they try and enter the low-end market, and it just doesn't work. And there's other products out there, other companies that are lower-end products, and they try to bring out a more executive product, and it just doesn't work. This isn't to say that you can't evolve your business. is isn't to say you have to stick with what you're doing now forever and ever. It's just saying if you want to grow your business, scale your business, if you want to make life easier for yourself, find your winning formulas, find your secret ingredients that make up those winning formulas, and then go all in on those. And then you can continue to try and evolve and adapt them, but you do it as an experimentation, not as a tinkering or a meddling. You don't want to unsettle what is already working. Nice one, guys. Thank you very much for listening. I always appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend a little bit of time in my presence. My commitment to you, as always, is try and bring you the best content I can for you, the small business owner, to help you create the success that you want in your business. If you want to find out a little bit more about what we're doing at Bigger, Brighter, Bolder, and specifically success groups, then please do go to biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk. Or if you prefer to talk to a human being, please 
please reach out to my partner in life and in business, Tracy Miller. You can email her at Tracy with an E dot Miller at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk. I'll put both those links in the description of this episode. I'll also include some links to other resources to help you take your business to the next level. Whether you are launching your business right now from scratch, whether you're doing 20, 30, 40, 50, 60K and you want to build your business to 100K plus, or if you're already doing over 100K, maybe even up to half a million turnover and you want to scale that business, then we have a group of ambitious entrepreneurs doing exactly that thing right now that would love to be a part of your journey and love you to be a part of theirs. Go and check us out. Otherwise, I will see you here next time. Until then, as always, be successful. Leveling up extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. 